Hello, everybody. So, yes, it is Coach Martin Manila here from ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. You're probably a bit uh, startled by that strange introduction there, but there's a point for this. Um, Taylor Swift is a very popular artist and singer-songwriter. I think an exceptionally talented artist, actually, and probably uh, the last of her kind. And um, her very recent album that's been released has this great track on it, um, Antihero. So um, many of you who follow my podcast know that this month of November, I'm doing random podcasts from time to time about mental health matters. Uh, myself as an advocate and um, I suppose somebody who also struggles from time to time with these issues, um, as well as intimate partner, domestic abuse, and also workplace abuse. And um, let's not forget, this extends um, beyond just being at home or with your relatives or in-laws or perhaps your significant other and that's a great expression your significant other means your partner you may or may not be married but somebody who has a significant impact in your life and is kind of like the other part of, of who you perhaps feel you are in the world so um yeah certainly this month is uh, the awareness for both of those very important uh, matters um, and as i say somebody who speaks out um more so these days about these uh, issues and how it can impact in us um as somebody in that position myself um, i think it's important that we talk about these matters and anti-hero is a great song by taylor swift which is the little snippet you heard at the beginning there um, and what I wanted to do here was to talk about the meaning behind the song and also use it as something that we can look at to understand the English and the language, the sentence constructions behind it. It's a very clever song. And I think Taylor Swift, as I say, is probably one of her you know, the very few fantastic artists left there out there. Um, who is very talented at singing, songwriting, and just generally being able to come up with some exceptionally creative concepts. So if you've seen the video for Antihero, that it gets even more, um, I think, apparent as to what's going on here. Taylor Swift has herself been accused of being a narcissist in the past. Now, narcissism is a, a term that is thrown around too freely these days. Um, it's just getting beyond a joke. But somebody who is a narcissist is not a nice person to actually be with. And to have to deal with that and the impact of it psychologically over a long period of time is extremely traumatic. Um, myself, um, being involved in the past with several narcissists, um, I can certainly hold my hand up and say that it has caused significant damage. Um, and if you are yourself struggling with anybody who is toxic in your life, or perhaps you might even feel might maybe some sort of narcissistic personality, it's important that you try to remove yourself as much as possible from their, their reach. Um, if you happen to be involved with them in an intimate relationship, be warned, it is very hard to get free. Um, because unfortunately, depending on the type of narcissist you might be with or toxic person, uh, they will not go without a fight. And to be honest with you, it gets extremely damaging. So um, I would advise anybody, um, as much as I could say this is advice, I'm no counsellor or expert on this, but you need to get as much support as you can uh, prior to leaving that situation. And that is something that I would absolutely um, recommend that you consider. So um, remember, if you're struggling with any of the issues I'm going to talk about in this topic, um, you can reach out and get help with your local SOS um, helplines. Um, if you're in some sort of mental health crisis, or struggling with any perhaps suicidal tendencies here, um, it's time for you to reach out and just speak to somebody, even if it's anonymously. And there are plenty of great organizations out there. And of course, there are lots of help and resources online if there is no helpline in your particular country of the world. So let's talk about anti-hero. Um, as I say, Taylor Swift has been accused of being a narcissist herself in the past. I actually think otherwise. 
Um, I think that Taylor Swift, looking at her career and as somebody myself who um, you know works within the entertainment industry in my other, uh, I suppose, wearing my other hat here out in the Philippines, events management and um, dealing with voice coaching and celebrity performance and just generally public speaking. Um, many times we feel, uh, we find that artists and celebrities in the public eye suffer greatly from attracting the wrong types of people around them. Because in a way, um, if you are highly talented, the more highly talented you are, the more perhaps narcissistic type personalities would be attracted to you. Because what is narcissism? Well, let's talk about it. I mean, just breaking it down very briefly, somebody who has a narcissistic tendency, in general, very sadly, doesn't have much else going on in their own life. So what they have to do is they are attracted to people who do have a lot going on in their life. Usually, um, you'll be probably highly talented, maybe very intelligent, successful, funny, um, full of life and vitality and um, Perhaps you've got some great ideas and you always try to push forward in your life. And you may find that you attract certain people towards you who don't have as much going on in their life. And they look at you and they kind of want to be you. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be somebody, you know, admiring somebody, um, wanting to learn from somebody. That's totally different. That's a very healthy thing, I feel, to uh, seek out a mentor, maybe, um, and really try to understand how this person has achieved their success so you can go and then get your own but the difference here with a narcissist is that they will never they will never want to do that um they will in a way the only way because they are so empty inside uh, i mean it's really sad actually it, it is very sad but um the only way that they can feel better about themselves is to literally suck the life out of the other person um to almost like stop them from achieving their dreams and their their goals. So you see, if you're somebody who has been successful, you may attract the wrong type of person to you. And if you're not good at protecting yourself from narcissists and understanding what it looks like and understand how they work, uh, you can get involved with them. Um, and unfortunately, um, I can personally attest, um, it is a huge problem. It's a huge problem because once you're involved, um, you can't see the wood for the trees. Now, that's a lovely expression. Um, it's not great to be in that situation, but let's look at it. Um, it's an idiom, not being able to see the wood for the trees. Well, woods and trees, well, woods are made of trees, right? So woods are kind of like a small forest. Um, so if you're in the woods, okay, and Taylor Swift has a song about this, about being out of the woods as well. So if you're in the woods, you can't see the woods for the trees because you're stuck in the middle of this thick, dark forest and you cannot work out what you're in. You cannot see you're in a wood for all the trees. It's kind of a, a, double, a double meaning in this. Um, you need somebody from outside of you to point out, hey, you know, I think there's something not right for you. I think this is not healthy, this situation. Many times, um, narcissists operate by isolating you. So they, they try to sort of get hold of you and then you will end up not being able to do your own life, can't go anywhere, um, maybe not even work in any other place other than where they want you to work. And it gets very controlled to the point that you, you basically have no outside point of reference. So this is the first tactic a narcissist will use. Now, I'm not saying that narcissists do this on purpose, but this is generally a pattern. Um, and then what happens is that they then start with the criticisms and what they used to love about you becomes what they hate about you. So all of your ambitions in the past that they, I guess, found attractive or would you know, seek 
um, yeah, seek to sort of look like they're supporting, then they turn it against you. Then they start to block those. They start to criticize them, to ridicule them, to almost tell you that that is impossible, that you can't do that. And in a way, it this is when it all starts to become very nasty and toxic and can become seriously traumatically damaging. And it is abusive. So um, that's something to be aware of. If you're in anything like that yourself, if that sounds like you in a relationship or even at work, um, please do seek some help. All right. That is not healthy and is not right. But you may have been so totally isolated that you don't even you're not even able to get outside um, to associate with other people who are more healthy. Um, it's good to try and get help with online networks, but be careful about that again, because some narcissistic partners will monitor everything and stalk you. And um, again, I've had that experience. Um, it's not pleasant. Um, and to be honest with you, it, yeah, it is just another tactic that they use. It's almost just abusive control, psychological control. And the point is this, that the narcissists need to understand that that does not impact you at the end. They can do whatever they like. You're just going to get yourself better. You're going to get yourself free of it. And this is why I like to talk out about it, speak out, because I think it's important that we know that these things happen and that it's really important to get help. Um, if you're a guy in this situation, because this happens to men, actually, possibly more than women, I would say, um, because many narcissists use um, covert methods. So they use emotional and psychological manipulation, not so much physical manipulation, although there are narcissists who will literally, yeah, throw their weight around. There's another idiom. To throw your weight around literally means like your body weighs a lot, right? So they will throw it around, physically intimidate you, stand in front of you, block you, um, or generally just, yeah, sometimes actually physically hit you. Um, now, clearly that is definite overt abuse. But many narcissists prefer to use more passive aggressive means. Um, so the silent treatment, emotionally damaging in that respect. If you're in a relationship and someone is refusing to engage with you um, on a long term basis, because every time you want to discuss something, this is what happens. You could say that that is emotionally abusive. Of course, you've got to be careful. This person may also be suffering from a mental health condition themselves. I would argue that narcissism possibly is a mental health condition frankly. And in my personal experience, I believe it comes down to the person themselves having had an abusive upbringing um, or background themselves. And this, again, is why I'm really keen to talk about how we ensure that, you know, the cycle of abuse is stopped, is interrupted. And the problem with that is that um, you've got adults who have been abused, who may have narcissistic tendencies or mental health issues. And then, of course, they get involved in relationships and perhaps have children in that relationship. And you know, um, certainly in the UK, the mental health services are not available to support anybody having any sort of long-term issue there. And so sometimes families are left to take matters into their own hands, which often means relationships break down in order to try and, in some cases, from the person who is struggling with a mental health condition, to keep the family kind of functioning. Um, and not be exposed to some of the mental health issues. So it's a really complex situation. We can't end the cycle of abuse until the support services are really there. And part of that is about talking and speaking out about it to raise awareness that those support services aren't there. So as I say, it is a, a complex, complex matter. But let's go back to the song Antihero. So, you know, Taylor Swift has been said that she's been a narcissist. I think otherwise, I believe Taylor Swift has been exposed to many narcissists in her lifetime because she's exceptionally talented. 
Um, she's possibly, if you want to say she's a narcissist, maybe she has developed what we call narcissistic um, abuse syndrome. Um, so it is almost, sorry, survivor syndrome. So if you have been living or exposed to a narcissistic situation for a very long period of time, you sometimes can pick up the characteristics of the narcissist you're with, okay, or the narcissists that you've been exposed to, and then end up inadvertently repeating those yourself. So it is kind of contagious, um, possibly more so than, you know, we think about. And that's important to be aware of. But that doesn't mean that person is a narcissist. This is why it's really important to be careful how we throw narcissists around. Because some people are not narcissists, but they are displaying narcissistic tendencies or characteristics. But simply because they have been abused badly by a narcissist. And so it is almost like a survivor syndrome. Okay, And you've picked up some of the traits. But if you remove them from that toxic environment, and give them the chance to heal and the ability to understand that, okay, this is perhaps what is happening for them. Most often than not, they are equally distressed that they do this, uh, which is different to a narcissist. A narcissist is not distressed to do this. A narcissist does not care that they're, they're being horribly toxic and causing so much emotional pain and damage. They just don't care. But somebody who does care but is displaying these narcissistic tendencies from being a survivor of that situation is fully aware and is trying badly to improve things or to remove those. So this is the key difference here. Um, and of course, as I say, I'm no expert in this. I can just speak from my own personal experience of being in these situations and the damage that it does. Um, so let's talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think she's been involved in a lot of that. And when, when she talks about it, let's look at the lyrics here. So I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. Midnights become my afternoons. Now. I have getting older, but never wiser. It's like a set phrase, okay? It's actually in a way, it's like saying, you know, as much as you get older, we expect that you get more intelligent or more wisdom, but she's saying, I just never get wiser. So older, but not wiser. It's a set phrase, okay? And saying that she's just repeating the same mistakes. And then midnight's become my afternoons. That's a really lovely phrase. Um, midnight's become my afternoons, simply meaning that her sleep is disordered. Okay, so she's up at midnight and they've technically become now her new afternoon. She kind of works, she's up and around when everybody else is in bed. Most times this happens, and I can attest to this, because you're trying to survive. And maybe, I mean, if you're in a narcissistic situation, then of course you're going to be uh, trying to stay away from that person. And if they're around during the daytime in your house, you're going to be up during the night instead. Sometimes also, next line, when my depression works the graveyard shift, all of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. So when my depression works the graveyard shift, so she's saying again, she's depressed, or when it happens, it works the graveyard shift. Graveyard shift, set phrase, okay, it means working the early hours, okay, like one to maybe five, six a.m. in the morning. We call it a graveyard shift. So if you're a shift worker, a doctor, um, a call center operative, a, a firefighter, a police officer, whatever, and you do night shifts or those weird sort of times, um, we call it working the graveyard shift. Okay, so she's saying when her depression works the graveyard shift, so it tends to be the early hours of the morning that we, you know yourself, if you're depressed, you'll wake up or maybe you can't go back to sleep at one, two, three in the morning. Okay, she's saying all of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. So ghosting somebody is a very new concept, right? Basically referring to social media where, you know, you're in touch with new people and you just vanish. They're just gone, right? Okay. Or they just block you or you block them. So ghosting people can happen for a number of reasons. 
um, sometimes, again, mental health disorders or challenges, um, you know, we got to think about why perhaps some people disappear on you. It's not all about you. Now, if you if you deal with a narcissist, unfortunately, a narcissist will believe that everything is about them. So um, if you if you stop speaking to a narcissist because you're having a mental health issue yourself, they will attack you more <laughs> just at the time when you don't need it, simply because they think it's something directly attacking them. You're not speaking to them. Right. And they will feel attacked and challenged by that. But actually, the opposite is true. Perhaps you are a person who is um, an empath. So that's the, the opposite extreme of a narcissist, somebody who really greatly feels and is sensitive to other people. And maybe you feel that you are just being a burden. Um, and this is generally why empaths and narcissists get together. Okay, um, An empath is somebody who's very sensitive, caring, loving, usually understanding, and will put their needs, their needs um, behind anybody else's. Okay, And from that point of view, it means that they will always, always come up worse, usually in a narcissistic relationship because they get trampled on. All right. So it's really important that you're aware of that. Um, so she's saying here, obviously, all the people she's ghosted stand there in the room, all of the people that she's had to stop speaking to for one reason or another. Um, I should not be left to my own devices. They come with prices and vices. I end up in crisis. Now. I should not, to be left to your own devices, again, these are lovely expressions. To be left to your own devices mean to be left to do your own thing. It could be dangerous, right? It could be a bad thing to do. Okay, so don't leave me to my own devices. Don't let me get up to trouble. That's what it means, left to my own devices, left to my own decisions. Um, then she says, because they come with prices and vices. So if everything comes with a price, it means... Like, for example, you might go out um, and have a great time and stay up till three in the morning, but it comes with a price of feeling sleep deprived the following day. So that's what something coming with a price means. OK, and vices, your vices may be bad behaviors, addictive behaviors, drinking too much, eating food, over exercising, not sleeping. There's a whole list isn't there of things that we do when we're feeling particularly upset. Um, and I end up in crisis. Well, to be in crisis simply means like having having a complete meltdown. Okay, maybe you know a mental health breakdown or just feeling like you can't cope, overwhelmed. Okay, then then we've got in brackets here on the lyric sheet, but then you'll hear it in the song. Tale as old as time. So tale as old as time basically means this has gone on forever. All right, this is her repeating story always. Um, I wake up screaming from dreaming. One day I'll watch as you're leaving because you got tired of my scheming for the last time. Now, these are very interesting lines, I'd say. Very clever how she's made them all rhyme and fit together with the story. Um, wake up screaming from dreaming. Well, I think we can understand what that means. One day I'll watch as you're leaving because you got tired of my scheming for the last time. So scheming is kind of like plotting, manipulating, planning. So in this song, um, Taylor is almost saying to about herself, yeah, maybe she's the problem. She is the problem, right? And therefore she feels that she is probably manipulative and scheming and plotting lots of things. And actually she's realized maybe it is her. Because then we go on to the chorus. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Now, if you think about those lines, okay, um, at, when we talk about at tea time, 
I believe that she's talking about if you're in a family that's toxic, everybody speaks, right, at the, the dinner table, if you're lucky enough still to have food with your family. And um, if you're in a bad, a bad relationship, okay, or a bad family, then everybody gangs up on you, right? All the narcissists in the room or the toxic people agree, it's you, they're pointing a finger at you. So in the end, you believe you are the problem, even if you're not. And this is called gaslighting, okay, narcissistic abuse. Gaslighting is where people um, end up believing that they are the problem, okay, because they are totally isolated. And as I say, if the only time you get feedback is at tea time, because you can't go outside and have friends or do anything else, um, and you're hearing that on a repeat basis, you start to believe it is you. So that's what she's saying. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. But I believe that Taylor Swift is not in this song saying she's a narcissist. She's almost describing narcissistic abuse survivor syndrome, where she's ended up believing from all the gaslighting that people have told her she is the problem. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Well, we can work that out. Okay. She doesn't want to look at herself. She doesn't want to admit maybe all this stuff is going on because it's painful, right? To look at that. I can identify with that. So I'll stare directly at the sun, right? If you stare directly at the sun, that's really painful, right? That hurts. So that's a big statement. If I'm preferring to stare in the sun, rather than the mirror, which wouldn't hurt my eyes. Wow, you really don't want to look at what's going on in your life, right? So look in the mirror. And it must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. So she's saying in a way that she feels that responsible, again, this is very um, common in um, narcissistic personality um, survivor syndrome, where you feel kind of responsible, okay? You feel like, oh goodness, I'm a burden. It must be exhausting, always rooting for now an anti-hero is somebody who, a hero is somebody who does things heroically for the right reasons. An anti-hero in movies and stuff is somebody who does do some good things, but not always for the purposes that you would think they're doing it for. So they're doing it for their own personal benefit, okay? So this is an anti-hero. So she's saying it must be exhausting, always kind of hoping. Rooting for is a lovely word. It means I'm, I'm kind of praying and hoping that things will get better for you. And she's aware that now perhaps is exhausting because she's always having a crisis or something and she feels a burden. OK, this is my interpretation of the song, people. I am not saying that Taylor Swift is a burden. This is my interpretation, just to be really clear from a legal point of view here. But I believe this is what she is trying to make us think about how if you were in this situation, then maybe this is how you might be feeling in the end, particularly if you've been gaslit so much. You're just going to think you're exhausting, you're a burden, and perhaps you should just get out of everybody's lives, which, again, I can totally understand where this comes from. Then the next line, okay, sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby, all right? She's just saying she thinks everybody is attractive, right? And I'm a monster on the hill. So she feels, again, that, you know, even though she is, a, I would say, a highly attractive woman, she still feels, in this case, um, as she's talking about the character in the song, that everybody else is better than she is, that she looks, okay, um, just like the monster on the hill, like out of a horror movie, right? Too big to hang out, okay, slowly lurching towards your favourite city, pierced through the heart but never killed. So basically just like something out of a fairy tale, you can never kill the ogre or the beast. Now, here we've got the line, did you hear my covert narcissism? I disguise as altruism, like some kind of congressman, tale as old as time. So again, uh, covert narcissism is where somebody appears appears to be lovely towards you, okay, but actually underneath they are still attacking you narcissistically. And she's saying like a congressman. So she's saying that politicians often do this. They say one thing to your face, but they're doing something else quite 
hideously underneath that you don't know. Um, and it's it's always wrapped up in a very sort of pretty package to say you're a you know a congressman and what have you, but it's it's not okay. It's really not what it appears to be. Um, altruism is basically doing things philanthropically, doing kind things, or you know, or basically just you know, yeah, that's what it is. Um, and then she's again, obviously, wake up screaming that you're leaving, and life will lose all its meaning for the last time. Now look at it. What she's saying here is that almost like, well, she will have a crisis. She'll flip out for the last time, but it's not the last time because she's doing it again and again and again okay and then she's saying hi it's me i'm the problem okay so she's going around in a cycle here okay um and then obviously there's another last part to this okay but the point i'm trying to make on this is there's some interesting lines and lyrics in here if you look at how this artist has used these okay um it's a fantastic way very interesting way okay um now let's just look at a little bit more of a meaning of some of these songs okay um really according to her own claim okay she said that the meaning of antihero is she struggles a lot with the idea that her life has become unmanageably sized and not to sound too dark she said i struggle with the idea of not feeling like a person so she feels kind of disassociated in a way about this um the line i'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror um, this is somebody else's point of view now, might be reference to British newspapers like The Sun and the Mirror, okay, so that's another interesting, which criticised Taylor Swift for, okay, her dating life and published many rumours about her, okay. This could be a pop by them, so this is like we call a double entendre that many artists do, they have uh, double meanings in their songs. Personally speaking, I couldn't comment on that, but as I say, if you think about it literally, it's very smart and clever, because also staring directly at the sun and never in the mirror means it's, uh, you know, she'd rather take the pain of staring at the sun than looking in the mirror. That's got to be painful, right? Okay. So there are some very clever lines here. And what I would say to you, think about how she's used the idioms, okay? The different expressions here. So older but never wiser. Uh, graveyard shift. All of the peaceful people ghosted. I should not be left to my own devices. Now you can use all of these yourself, believe it or not, even in like meetings, right? So you could say at a meeting, look, everybody, we're having problems. We're not learning from our mistakes. We seem to be getting older, but not wiser. Let's try and sort out what's happening in the department. Or we could say, right, we're all going to have to work overtime, and some of you will need to work the graveyard shift. Okay? Um, perhaps when we're reviewing what people are doing and employees, we might say we don't want to leave the employees to their own devices. We need to manage them more effectively. Okay? So think about these words and how you can use them. Okay, and it will really be helpful for you to try and practice some of them. Think of the word altruism. Okay, um, these are lovely big words. Okay, and think about exhausting. You know, always exhausting rooting for. So try to use bigger words. They're saying I'm tired, or you know, we're a little bit, you know, um, weary of something. Exhausted. We've exhausted all the options. Okay. Um, try to use some of the words you've heard today in, in this podcast. I know it's been a bit different, but I wanted to try something unusual. And as I say, if you have suffered from anything like this, then please do reach out and get help. Okay, You don't need to stay in a situation like that. Um, I may try and do some more song breakdowns, and we'll see what the response is to this particular podcast. Um, but in the meantime, just go forward, have a good 
for the rest of your day, afternoon or evening, wherever you are. Stay safe. If you've got a mental health challenge, I feel you. I understand you. You're doing the best you can. That's all you can do, right? Okay. And I salute your bravery for continuing. If you've got a physical health issue as well, I equally salute your bravery and courage to keep going. Sometimes when you feel like you can't. Okay. So keep going and I will see you soon. Stay safe. Take care. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.